A very good afternoon to you all. Welcome to Bethany Sunday Service. We're going to be looking again at Luke's Gospel. I'm reading from chapter 6 and verses 17 through to 19 from the New King James Version. And he came down with them, that's Jesus and the disciples, and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Next time we look at Luke, we'll look at the teaching that Jesus gives there, and uh, it's entitled The Sermon on the Plain, as opposed to The Sermon on the Mount, although the two events could be the same. Uh, just that the level place might be on the mountainside. But I want to look at the last verse, verse 19, and in particular, where the multitudes came and sought to touch Jesus. It was a great multitude of people that came from Judea, Jerusalem, the coasts of Tyre and Sidon, all around. Jesus couldn't escape, but he was quite willing to be touched. Uh, which was unique, really, because um, not many of the likes of the Pharisees or the Sadducees would have liked to be touched, manhandled by all these various types of people. Just in our own times recently, it's become a real blessing for families to be able to visit loved ones and to be able to hold their hands. It seems such a simple thing, but for many months, it's been something that's been denied to people, this physical contact with uh, loved ones. And uh, it's uh, something that people appreciate to be able to hold their hands and touch their families uh, in that way. And here is something, well, it's a little bit different. We're used to Jesus touching people to heal them or to minister them in some minister to them in some way. Uh, but here the people came and they touched him. So maybe you have wondered why people were healed in the New Testament just from touching Jesus's garment. It's not specifically said garment there, of course, uh, but it's likely that that is what it is because of what's occurred in other places in the gospels. For instance, uh, there was that woman who had the discharge of blood who just crept towards the Lord Jesus and touched the, the, his, his garment uh, in stealth and she was healed. It was a faith that healed her. And on another occasion, all who were sick uh, and implored him that they might just touch him, just touch the fringe of his garment, were healed. And uh, Matthew ends that particular passage by saying, as many as touched it were made well. Just the touching of the clothes, the garments of the Lord Jesus would heal people because of who he was. Nothing in the garments, nothing magical about the garments, but because who the Lord was. In the Mosaic law, God instructed his people regarding corners or fringes of their garments. Jews were to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and put a cord of blue 
on the tassel of each corner as a reminder that they were God's people called to keep his commandments. And I think there was about so 600 commandments and some on some garments, there were as many as 600 threads uh, going through the garments to represent the keeping of the law. And it seems like a strange instruction, but in the time it was something that was found in the Middle East, the ancient Near East, that is, uh, that the corner of the gar person's garment represented his identity. And there we begin to see uh, a bit of the clue as to why people would come and just touch the hem of his garment. It was a symbol of who he was and what he stood for. That's why Ruth, when she was seeking to seeking marriage to Boaz, asked him to spread the corner of his garment over her. It was a request for him to identify with her. And the words used there can also be translated the wing as well as the corner of a garment. So Ruth's request can be translated, spread your wings over your servant. It has a, a double meaning and can be translated that way, either way. When God spoke of making a covenant with Israel, he pictured himself as spreading the corner of his garment over her. That's in Ezekiel chapter 16, a symbol of identifying with her as his bride. And you remember when David was um, crept up to King Saul in the, the, the desert, he crept up to him while he was sleeping and he cut off a corner of the robe of King Saul. And afterwards, David's heart uh, smote him because what he had done was a defacing of an important symbol of Saul's identity. And he was sorry for that. So there was, it was important that uh, the corner of a Jewish man's garment in ancient Israel represented the Old Testament. And the Old Testament even closes in Malachi chapter 4 with these words, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And that same word, wings, is the same word for corners of the garment and it represents the heart of the messiah's identity which would involve healing spiritual and physical for all those who came and trusted him and that's a wonderful picture of what the lord jesus christ can do for us when we clasp the hem of his garment as it were to claim what he can give to us. Um, there was nothing magical about the cloth itself that brought healing. It came by faith of the people that touched him, that touched that part of his garment. And when he spoke to the woman with the discharge of blood, he said, your faith has made you well. So we touch him to identify with him, but I want to flip that and say just a little bit about the Lord Jesus, how he has identified with us. Just as Boaz put his robe over Ruth so that she could be identified with him, he has placed his robe, his wings 
over us. He has identified with us. And it doesn't matter whether you're, whether you're rich or you're poor. The Lord Jesus came into this world into a situation of poverty, even though his lineage was one of kings. Uh, he didn't come to um, a castle or a palace. He came in a stable and he identifies with our humanity, both in poverty, but also in riches, because he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. He is the one who owns the cattle of a on a thousand hills. And uh, that's his identity. He and he has identified with us. The son of God has taken upon himself our humanity. He became a man took upon himself the form of human flesh, like us in every way apart from sin. He has identified himself with us, just as he did in, in uh, baptism. He didn't need to be baptized, but it was done to fulfill all righteousness. And he identified himself with sinners. And of course, he did that ultimately on the cross, where he took upon himself our sins he identified to the fullest extent with sinners when our sin was placed on him on the cross when your sin was placed on the lord jesus on the cross so that you could claim that forgiveness that he's offered so have you touched the hem of his garment in that way have you come to the cross in repentance and faith claiming that forgiveness that can be yours through trusting in the lord jesus christ it's a rich picture of what the lord has done for us all who touched him were healed on that situation on that level place with a crowd of his disciples and all that multitude that was with him they touched him and they were healed you can come to the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ in repentance and faith, and the sin in your life will be healed. It will be covered by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, just like that hem of his garment could be a covering, or the wings of the Lord could be a covering over his people. The blood of Christ can be a covering over your sin and is a covering over my sin and all of those who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Next time we look at Luke, we'll look at the specific teaching that he gives, which is very close to what's given on the Sermon of the Mount. But for the moment, just remember that the Lord Jesus identified with you, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, he became a man and he went to the cross and died there out of that great love which is expressed in the Lord Jesus Christ and the giving of himself on the cross. God bless you and uh, till next time um, and hope you enjoy God's blessing. Thank you.